0: What the hell? It's already 20 minutes in. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't have a
1: date the time blend? to look
2: at your stories because I was on meetings. So is that... It's
1: fine. Yeah, just roll with it. You'll you'll be fine. You'll do fine.
2: Do exactly what I do because I don't read anything before the meetings anyway. Yeah, before neither the does call. Brian. <laughs> that shows. That's why we're live, good. baby. We're, li- we're
1: almost live.
2: Hello,
1: my friends. Thank you for joining us for the Pepcac Podcast. Information security show featuring some all around good people. It is week 44 of 2023. I'm Chris Louis, and I always wear safety glasses when working with power tools. With me, <laughs> I do not have my co host, the Hot Dad. After spending a full week in Canada, or as, as I like to call it, America's Hat, he has some things he had to attend to, but he'll definitely be back next week.
2: What is he attending to? Like, it's like it was a vacation for him. What was he doing over there?
1: Uh, he's, Black Hat yes, Canada. He has Black things Hat to Canada? attend to after he gets back. We were, we were supposed to record after he gets back. And he's like, oh, I'm too busy. I can't record after I get back.
2: Was it all five guys that attended Black Hat Canada? It one from each suburb. Tom, Joe, <laughs> Victor. Eh? Eh. A. <laughs>
1: a. Who we do have is Glenn Medina finally coming out of that chicken wing and french fry induced food coma
2: yo why you gotta why you got down a man like that? i love my chicken wings dude like everyone else in america maybe not Canada, yeah, we love them you? but yeah. <laughs> it
1: definitely puts you in the food coma i'm just saying it does. just finally it woke does. up
2: it does i love my chicken wings b-dub-dub come sponsor us here on the podcast
1: our guest this week is friend of the show victor de luca we're glad to have you back with three guest appearances, it makes him the guest with the most appearances so far of the PebCAC podcast. Victor, do you two? want to say a few words to start the show?
0: Three appearances? Do I qualify for disability now? or?
1: Yeah, you get that no. anyway because you're in Canada. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's free. You get covered exactly. Canada over there. so.
1: You'll get a Pebcac podcast sticker next time I see you.
2: Love that. Don't we give that around to just everybody? Uh, just listen. Listeners. We give them to listeners.
1: <laughs> you have to be a listener to get the sticker.
2: Well, soon, hopefully, we can get our act together and order those USB condoms.
1: Get some merch.
2: Yeah, get some merch out oh. to everybody.
1: I blame Deech. He wanted to redesign the logo before we bought legitimate merch. He doesn't like our logo, even though I like it.
2: What? The, yeah, he's... Why would... Why would you even care what he has to say? No, I don't. <laughs> just order it. All right. <laughs> just order it.
1: I'll get right on that, Glenn. <laughs> you got it. Make it so. <laughs> Combine, we have decades of information security experience here, not just to educate, but to entertain. We've got four awesome stories for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This is our annual Halloween episode, and as is tradition, we have dressed up for this episode. You'll have to visit our Instagram page at Podcast to see the picture. This year, I dressed up as Super Mario. Glenn dressed up as somebody that's conducting the purge. I think that's what Brian did last year. And we have Victor coming in hot as the GQ runway model.
0: It's it's not even a costume, right? That's just my d- daily
2: attire.
1: It is. can confirm. <laughs> he, he dresses for the runway
2: every day, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Dress for the job you want, not the job you have.
2: (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Yeah, no comment.
1: (laughs) I want to be an Italian plumber. What can I say?
0: (laughs) I was looking at Chris like...
1: (laughs) Our thoughts continue to be with the people of Israel. As we 100% predicted on the show, despicable scammers are starting to take advantage of the crisis and spinning up fake charities and relief organizations and soliciting donations of cryptocurrency. They are almost always a scam. The accounts used to promote these, these charities were registered within the last month and the wallets they tell you to send the money to have no activity in them. So big red flag. Only donate to reputa- reputable charities such as the British Red Cross and Doctors Without Borders. This week we're going to talk about the MGM hack again, USB flash drives making the news, a pair of encrypted USB flash drive stories, and close with Halloween talk. For our first topic, we revisit our story yet again about the MGM and Caesars hack. We're getting more information now about the crew thought to be behind the attack, the so-called Scattered Spider group, an affiliate of the Alpha V ransomware group. We previously knew that the primary entry point into corporate networks is social engineering, the corporate credentials. We also know that most of the members of the Scattered Spider crew are graduates of the online community known as the Com, where young males, primarily native English speakers in the US, UK and Canada, learn skills such as social engineering and violence as a service. A new report from CyberScoop says that the Scattered Spider Group combined the two schools and are now using threats of violence against corporate employees to get them to give up their corporate credentials and multi-factor authentication codes. Screenshots of some of the text message exchanges can be found in the CyberScoop article, and in one instance, a member of the Scattered Spider Group threatened to send a shooter to the employee's house to kill his wife unless he gave up his corporate credentials. So definitely a scary new attack vector. Are these kids? Yeah, they're young males thought to be between 19 and 24.
2: Thugs. So, yeah, thugs. New online thugs. <laughs> Come to my house and threaten me. <laughs> That's going to be fun. <laughs> and it's
0: absolutely awful, right? Because these guys are coming from a hacking background. Now all of a sudden they're making like death threats, which can escalate a lot. Because if you're just on the hook for hacking, it's one thing. If you're on the hook for all these other crimes it's probably a lot worse
2: that's a death penalty right in, in canada death threats yeah death by beaver <laughs> death Maples by maple syrup, syrup. Binging. gratuitous <laughs>
1: beaver is that what you're talking about death yeah, by snoo snoo <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think yeah, it's right, right on I've that seen there's some of the yeah there's a like in the UK, they piloted this like rehabilitation program so that these kids are like ddosing each other offline and they get caught. You know that's illegal, but you don't want to throw this person in jail and ruin their life. So they put them on the track of well, you have skills. Let's apply them correctly. But uh, like Victor said, if you start pivoting into like th- death threats, uh, you might not get that option.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that reminds me, a friend of mine messaged me about three weeks ago. And they found this kid that is ddosing the network of this this school essentially, and he was asking me, do you know if there's any resources like that I can steer him towards to sort of channel and focus uh, his learnings towards something a little bit better? But uh, it's it's kind of difficult because there's no trainings for kids that are just script script kiddies. They're just uh, I think he was 13 or 14 years old and. It's it's real. Like, there's a real possibility that he just ends up as one of these kids uh, hacking casinos.
1: Yeah, lost in the system. They fo- go online and find a community. They find this community called the Calm. Lots of like thinkers, and then they get hardened or even radicalized at that point.
2: Yeah. Where's the parents? Or am I just lost? Uh,
1: if they made it this far, yeah, I'd, they, I don't know. They. I Probably know where to be found her, not the best of role models, I should say,
2: yeah, if I found out my kid was doing that, they'd get a good a- beaten good old fashioned Asian a- beating. oh sorry, do you have to beat me for that one so. <laughs> good old butt whooping <laughs> yeah, like I had a saying, I don't know if you guys ever heard me say this like i I took my kids purposely on the cruise ship so we could go to international waters just so I could threaten to beat them and beat them if they did misbehave so <laughs> were they at least gambling or no they were young they were like 10 11 and 12 or something like that so well, nothing yeah. preventing them from gambling so yeah well some <laughs> ship rolls but yeah i told them we were in international waters and i would beat the crap out of them and the lady in front of me looked at me like oh my god i can't believe you said that said, you we're monster in, we're in international waters i could do whatever i want <laughs> wait till we get back <laughs>
1: You keep running your mouth, and you might catch a beating, too. That's right. <laughs> Heck, you may not even make it to port, lady. So... <laughs>
2: this is going
0: to end in, like, a purge. Yeah. All yeah.
1: <laughs> right. I think this, this also highlights the importance of staying private, because this person from the, the hacker group was able to find this person, get their phone number, start texting them, and then knew that they had a wife, knew where they live. So that's part of something called open source intelligence gathering or OSINT that if you have any kind of online presence, Facebook, social media, uh, even public records, you can find out where somebody lives, find out who's related to them. And bad guys are going to try to take advantage of that to have you cough up your username and password to break into your network.
2: That goes back to operational security, right? Like don't, don't post your phone numbers. Don't post your addresses. Don't take pictures you know, of, of where you are, you know, it's, that's just typical common sense. I used to tell my kids all the time, I said, I don't care what you post, just don't post what we're doing right now. Right. Cause that's just not a good idea. So.
0: Opsag baby. I remember seeing that picture of the, all the army dudes running on Strava in the same base in Iraq or something. That was a, that's a golden
1: meme forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or Geraldo Rivera giving up the base's location in Iraq. Yeah,
2: yeah. As the,
1: as was it, as they, I think he did also
2: did one in Cuba, or was that in Panama when they were getting ready to invade? And he's standing at the beach, and the Navy SEALs are coming in and, and breaching the waters and the walls. And it's like, here they are. And they're like, dude, you just gave away their position.
1: <laughs> Thanks, you gotta think all
2: about up. all those Twitch revenues.
0: Live stream that.
1: Yeah. All the followers they'll get from that. If companies cannot protect against this, then that's what we always say. Assume your credentials are going to get breached. And then how do I stop that from creating a catastrophic event like MGM? How do we properly segment the network? How do we apply principles of least privilege to make sure that even if they're compromised, that it doesn't cost us another $110 million?
2: So so let's, let's go through this a little bit. Just take a step back. So you get this death threat, you know, you and your family... Do you like immediately take that to the police and go, hey, listen, I just got a I got a threat. They're going to kill my family if I don't provide this information. Does that go straight to like the FBI? And like, does it does it actually ring any does it does it get anything going? I guess is what I'm saying, because it's a higher level of 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 crime now because it's not just hacking. It's actually death threats, which is, is something that's big, right?
1: Probably local police first. I think that's you would always start there, and if they have to get the feds involved, then they might, and maybe they might try to trace the number, see if it's a spoofed number, if it's international or across state lines, then they can get other agencies involved. But probably start with the police first. Yeah, I think that's and your companies for... your company's emergency helpline. I would think that's pretty important to know that there might be an impending attack because you're you might not be the only one they're threatening, and someone else might be. That's right. Giving up their credentials. Good point there, Chris.
2: Yeah.
0: And going back to OPSEC, I uh, I remember reading uh, about this company called Optory. And, you know, I'm not sponsored by them, so <laughs> I have no uh, economic incentive here. But they do your attack surface for your own personal information on the web. So you can search and see what, what's out there, what they find, and then, you know, are you comfortable with, uh, what's on the web? What they found? Public registries. I know in the U.S. you guys are pretty strong on like, uh, I think real estate and you know being like transactions and all that. So you're able to find most of the information online. I think even in Florida, right? Because of all those Florida memes guy, uh, you Florida open records, memes act, by Florida yeah. guy, <laughs> memes. You can find all the <laughs> <Our> favorite
1: <laughs> police, Florida man
0: records. So yep. uh, it's it's pretty cool that some companies are actually starting to pay attention to your own attack surface for personal information.
1: One of the credit cards I have offers a similar service. They go out there and search the top 10 public records companies out there and you just hit one button and they submit deletion requests for it. So I, I use that. That's actually pretty good. It's awesome. Yep. Get that information off, scrub that and just think about, you know, I do that, but how many other people don't even know about it, that this is out there and criminals will find and use it to their advantage. For our second topic, it's been more than eight years since I last thought about a USB flash drive, but apparently they are still around. There's a pair of articles related to them. The first one is that a hacking group called Tetris Phantom was able to infect a secure encrypted flash drive to steal data off of government systems. I have a unique knowledge of how secure USB drives work as I work for the global leader of encrypted usb drives for over five years how it works is you you plug in an encrypted flash drive into a computer and it mounts a read-only volume with the unlocking software mounted there after launching the software and authenticating to the drive it unlocks and mounts the encrypted partition the tetris phantom group managed to find a way to make the read-only volume read-write This is significant because a lot of these encrypted USB devices are taken into air gap networks that are completely isolated from the internet. They want to keep all the information there secure so that it's completely disconnected from the internet. The malware will hoover up and steal data from the air gap network, then wait for the user to plug the device into an internet connected computer, then upload the stolen data. Sneaky.
2: Absolutely. But how did they get through the encrypted drive, Chris? Because that makes no sense, right? Did they, did they root it and then now they're bypassing all the protocols inside the, inside there?
1: They somehow found a way to change the read-only volume to read-write. There's some kind of exploit that they found and they did not identify the vendor who it was. I think it was Kaspersky Labs that found figured this out, but they didn't identify the vendor and they didn't say how they did it, but they managed to do it.
0: And how widespread is that? I'm I'm wondering because how how do you know how does it spread? Is was it spreading like quickly? Like spreading from a flash drive to another? Was that something that was going on also, or?
1: I think so. I think part of how it infected was yeah it would it would probably infect the device and then maybe it would propagate by plugging that device in, maybe a copy of that malware. So if somebody plugs in a different USB drive from that same vendor, that would infect the new one too. That'd be one way that they would be able to propagate that.
2: Yeah. I mean, first you have to access that USB drive, right? The first one, and then, and then be able to propagate it. So that's an interesting one. Like if you got it on a machine that was already infected and you're sticking that into a machine and then you take that USB and you, you stick it into like a, a device that's supposed to be, uh, you know, off net or or classified, that just sounds like a bad practice to begin with. Like, how do I transfer data from here to there? Let me stick it in this USB drive that off of this computer that could be potentially dirty, and stick it into another computer that's supposed to be super clean. That just,
0: yeah. Security is not your responsibility, man. You're just an end user. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're not know, paid to think about these things, Glenn. It's
2: process. Oh my God, the process. That process sucks.
1: So. Yeah, USB devices are they're still used in the developing world where they might not have fast internet or might not be reliable. So it's easier to transport files to USB. I mean, I personally have not used one for any reasonable, you know, uh, corporate stuff at least for the last eight plus years since I left that company. We all just use various you know other services that are are easier here. But for some parts of the world, they might still use USB devices, especially. For things like air-gap networks, getting data between an air-gap network and a non-air-gap network, this could be one method that they use. So
2: so, so the the hack is really just hoovering, like sucking all the data from that classified machine or the air-gap machine and seeing what you can garter from that?
1: Yep, exactly. And then upload it once it's plugged into an internet-connected machine.
2: Yeah, I just think about what kind of air-gap networks are out there like now or like process process logic controllers that are out there that they're going to plug into medical yeah. devices, right? SCADA
1: networks. SCADA networks. OT networks, maybe. Yeah, it
2: must be very targeted. That's that's yeah. something
0: I, I would assume it's that they're targeting, you know, nuclear, uh, n- you know, nuclear fa- or, or, you know, large-scale factories or something it has to be like a critical, maybe it's cyber warfare. Maybe it's, it's something that is dedicated to uh, specific government specific facilities. Otherwise, I don't see, you know, most of us using a flash drive, USB drive, very commonly. It's not. Yeah.
1: It doesn't no, happen yeah. anymore. Unless you're the I HVAC mean... vendor at Target, though, then you use the USB drive. <laughs> you might use USB devices. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kaspersky said some of the research indicated that the likely target was uh, Southeast Asian governments, or Southeast Asian countries, which most likely points to being China, but. Haven't fully attributed it to them, but maybe Taiwan and some of their neighbors there that they're looking at government systems, you know, you know the Chinese, the PLA is very good at hacking into systems, but it, it's really hard to get into air gap networks unless you do something like this. All right, just like I said,
2: from a corporate standpoint, I, I don't think the last time I've been allowed to plug in, that's a USB stick. Have you, I mean, I, most of the companies that I've talked to are like, that's a, that's a banned thing. Not even a band thing. That's a controlled, you cannot even do that. So, talking to some of my customers. Yeah. GPO.
1: Yeah, block it unless it's like a keyboard or something of the sort.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of the use cases that I've seen now, I will say, is uh, literally all the, the courts and the lawyers, when they need to bring in files, I've seen CDs, I've seen USB keys, they have to give the file under a specific format so that's the last time I saw someone actually burning a CD and bringing evidence to court. Because uh, I don't know if that's widespread outside of, of Canada, but I've seen it, and it's uh, it was weird. I you know imagine how many CDs you would need for a lot of data.
1: That's why you yeah, burn it's like Blu-ray discs. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say 650 megabytes at a time, or if it's a DVD, for it four four point three gig yeah. at a time.
0: But what would I do with a you know a Blu-ray? I don't have a PS3 to read it.
1: <laughs> yeah, if, if Victor doesn't have a Blu-ray reader, what makes you think the court system would have a Blu-ray reader, Glenn? Oh,
2: oh my God! Would they have a PS3? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I'm surprised you said what's what's a DVD? <laughs> you say that. Yeah.
1: Victor's not that young. I'm pretty sure he knows what a DVD is. Yeah
0: yeah Yeah. don't ask me what it is though but i i i
2: I can tell you i remember
1: now ask him about beta max glenn (laughs) it's
2: like you go back to zoolander we had talked about zoolander the files are in the computer (laughs) in the the monitor (laughs) 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 so trying to get the files out oh that was hilarious
1: For our third topic, keeping with the topic of encrypted USB drives, we're going to specifically talk about the company I used to work for, IronKey. We made the world's most secure flash drive, and we had a feature that after 10 consecutive incorrect guesses to the password, the drive would self-destruct, and there was no way to ever get the data back.
2: Would it blow up? Like, burn? like?
1: No, we, we got a lot of, of enhancement requests asking for that, for like a puff of smoke or something to come out of it, but no, the... <laughs> Little LED on the bottom changes from green to red, and that's how you know the drive is dead. Uh, Red means dead. It'd be nice if a little you
2: could put a little uh, like a bullet inside there or a charge smoke bomb, and it just smoke them out. yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm curious. There was nothing physical. It was just the OS killing or destroying the data, right? There was nothing physical happening on the USB key.
1: Yeah. Nothing. Nothing physical. Everything was done electronically it would zero out the encryption keys, it would zero out the memory, it would put the, uh, we had a cryptographic chip on there, it would be put in a permanent uh, shutdown state that would never be able to be revived. So we don't short it out or anything, but there were logical controls to effectively destroy the the data and the drive. So you're saying there's a chance
2: because you didn't destroy the hardware.
1: (laughs) Physically, no. Well, this became problematic to a lot of Bitcoin hodlers because they stored their Bitcoin wallet on these devices, which was a really smart move because if someone found it, they wouldn't be able to get into it. What was not so smart is that they forgot the password, and if they guessed too many times, their millions of dollars are lost forever. One Iron Key customer in particular has nearly $300 million in Bitcoin on an Iron Key drive, and he has two password attempts remaining before the drive permanently destroys itself a third party company has purported to have hacked the iron key to give them unlimited guesses so that they can just brute force the password on the device the device they're using is over 14 years old so i am proud to say that i helped build a product that held the title of the world's most secure for 14 years we release newer devices. No word if they have also been cracked yet. So, do you guys believe, given enough time and money, that any secure system can be broken?
2: If it's built on software, the answer is yes. Don't yeah, agreed. I mean, you can pretty much hack yeah, anything if it's if it's got software be- running it.
0: And I'd be I'd be curious to see you know that the company that reported they they've hacked the iron key and with the guy that has two guesses, would you just try it out? <laughs> let's say, let's say it doesn't work right now. You're stuck and you lost your 300 million dollars. Yeah, that, that's
1: where the story gets weird. So I linked through to the story in wired that was originally sent to me. And the guy that has the iron key, he says he contracted with two companies to try to get his money back. Neither of them have been successful the company that has proven at least, so they proved it to wire magazine. They're not making anything public about it, but they proved it to wire magazine that they can at least break into an iron key. It's a very specific model. It's the S 200. That was end of life in 2013, 2013 I believe. And, the guy that has the Bitcoin on his wall is like, no thanks. Like They approach him and say, we'll, we'll break into this for you. We've proven that we can do it. Why won't you let us get in? And the guy holding the $300 million is just like, no thanks. So it's really weird why he wouldn't want access to that money right now. There's something else going on for sure.
0: He's a true huddler. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even if I was hodling it, I'm like, I, I would at least want access to, unless he... Thinks that he might be reckless with it. He might spend it right away. Or the second he cracks it, he's going to get a visit from the mafiosos trying to get their extortion money. Maybe that's why. Well, think about that.
2: The two previous companies, I probably like, we got this. We could do it. Then they go through attempts, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then he's like, oh my God, I only got two left. He goes, these guys are liars. Yeah, (laughs) we don't got it. These guys are liars.
1: So. Yeah, but why wouldn't that guy go to the company that has proven, at least to Wired Magazine, that they can get into it? Who knows? But you're right.
0: I, I, I mean, you need to trust them. Like I told you, there's two attempts left. Trust. So if they waste those attempts on like, a a a a a, just like
1: one one, one one one. one.
0: <laughs> and it's over, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's there's a risk. There's a high like there's a real risk that he never gets. The money ever, but maybe he thinks that that risk is higher by going with that company.
1: You think he's just
2: gonna imagine magically wake up and go? That's the password. I love cats.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Potentially, or maybe they want a really big cut of the three hundred.
1: That million. that could be it. That the company that cracked it might be asking for a really high commission, and the other two companies are, are not gonna ask for such a high commission. That well, that they didn't ask as for well.
2: they didn't ask for money. They just told them. That they didn't tell them that they could crack it. They just told them they could extend the amount of the attempts, right?
1: Basically, yeah. So it's, that's an important distinction. So the encryption used, it's AES-256. That has not been broken. That has not been cracked. The way that this company was able to get in was we had 10 attempts, and the attempts were tracked by something called the try counter and they're able to reset the try counter or freeze it somehow, so they got unlimited guesses, and in the proof of concept they did for Wired, they said it took like 400 trillion guesses or something to finally get it which is really expensive because you have to rent these GPU rigs to do all these these password attempts but eventually you'll you'll eventually get into it
0: yeah you can brute force you know everything just a matter of time
1: get enough time get enough money yeah
0: enough tries so yeah i think to go back to your question i i think it's doable for sure no system is perfect
1: just like we had with the data encryption standard i think that was 56 bit encryption then that got broken then we went to triple des and then we went to yep. aes and 128. even yeah even rsa 2048 is going to get cracked at some point once we have quantum computing with enough qubits not yet but that's why we're already forward thinking of these quantum proof uh, uh algorithms yeah So the company said they meticulously deconstructed the Iron Key. They used millions of dollars worth of equipment. They mapped out the processor at a microscopic level. And it it said the company tracked down some of the engineers that worked to produce the the drive to, I don't know, get some information on it. So I'm wondering, I'm like, I probably work with these people. I want to know who talked. Who talked (laughs) and gave these guys a secret to to how to break into the drive.
0: And and what is the company doing? So this company is just... It's just their business model is cracking USB keys for Bitcoin, like cryptocurrency uh, wallets. Is that their business model?
1: I guess it's either it's either that or just breaking encryption overall. Like if you remember the iPhone from the San Bernardino shooters in twenty, I think it was twenty fifteen or somewhere around there. You know, uh, the FBI paid, I think it was eight hundred thousand dollars to this Israeli company to uh, to. Decode the phone to get into it, and surprise, surprise! There's literally nothing useful on it, so that was a total waste of taxpayer money. But this company is probably going to do the same thing. You know, the FBI is going to bring them an iron key. It says, i got some evidence on here, I need access to it." And then this company will say, "Well, give us hundreds of thousands of dollars, and we'll break into it for you." I think that's probably their business model.
2: Well, it's three hundred fifty million. Of like, hey, I just, I just give me fifty percent. You know, you can keep fifty. That's still a lot of. That's still a lot of donuts, right? So.
1: Yeah, that's enough to retire off of, no matter how way you or what way you cut it. Three hundred million, even even ten percent, thirty million in many places in the U.S. You could retire on thirty million.
0: Yeah. But you guys are looking at this from a, the rational perspective. Someone that bought that many bitcoins was probably not rational, right? <laughs> it's like, you're talking, to, like, one, that was probably, you're talking like, to one of them right now, wearing a red and blue course, outfit. <laughs> of course, of course. But you're not rational. If you hold that many bitcoins, it may not be a rational decision. So you're, we're all thinking from this perspective of like, yeah, just give him 150 million. Mm-hmm. But you know whoever bought thousands of bitcoins uh i I don't know what's the what's the original value of those bitcoins, but it may have been a really really high price as well,
1: yeah, yeah, I forgot what it said what the entry point was, but they just say in today's money it'd be it's it's a lot get a million yeah they
0: said seven thousand bitcoins,
1: yeah so yeah wow. and it's it's going up where i think we're we hit thirty five thousand for a short bit and it's still going up so i'm sure this 300 million is probably worth even more now since the time of print
0: yeah yeah i mean it's, it's always going up and down do you have that uh monkey aft uh, nft ape? do you have ape nft <laughs>
1: i did not get it on the board eight nfts i got in on some other nfts and that was a that was a bad investment gotta say
0: I, I met a guy uh, last week, and he was telling me about this ape, board ape NFT, or I don't know if it's a board ape, but it was an ape NFT, and he bought it for close to 40000 and now it's worth only $1,000. So. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> I did
1: not sink that much money into it, even though it's yeah. down. <laughs> Just sell it for a loss. Take the capital losses. Or hodl it. Maybe it'll come back.
0: Yeah. You don't lose money if you never sell.
1: Exactly. It's only a loss when you sell. Good good investment advice. For our last topic, and it'll be a rotating topic every week, this week we're going to talk about the upcoming holiday, Halloween. So at the time of, you're probably listening to it, tomorrow will be Halloween. It's almost Halloween here in the U.S. What do you guys do up in Canada for Halloween? Is it any different than what we do here? Eat poutine.
0: Well, you assume that I know what you guys are doing. Isn't that the purge? Like, are you guys purging? Well, no, that's that's That's, that's that's what Glenn does. I wish. Yeah, Glenn Glenn and Brian. You just hand out (laughs) AR-15s. Nice, nice, nice. No, I I would say the uh, door-to-door, you know, getting the candies, dressing up, having a costume, that's pretty popular. Um, But mostly for kids. Uh, There's not really a a lot of adults uh, that do it. I, I know... Super Mario right now is properly dressed as a, an Italian plumber but uh I wouldn't say super popular. Do you guys do you guys have plans for like a Halloween party you, or something? You guys
2: don't do big adult Halloween parties. That's like the thing here in California.
1: It uh, is. You do one for the kids and then the adults get their own too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I I guess I'm not there yet, right? No kids, so no parties for me.
1: <laughs> well, even before I had kids, we'd go to Halloween parties as adults.
0: But just even, I think that's dying down. I think it's losing popularity. I'll say.
2: What? Maybe yeah, maybe because been, of
1: the pandemic. Yeah. But pre-pandemic, I bet it was pretty popular. You, you Unless give, you guys uh, really don't observe it as much up in Canada as we do down here. Observed all the day. It's the
2: it's the one time of the year where people get to dress how normal. <laughs> so <laughs> not normal, but whoever their 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 character that they want to be, right? Their alter ego.
1: I once wore my inflatable people. T-Rex costume into the z scalar office so there's just a walking dinosaur in the office for a while. He still
2: wears it. He loves that. I name.
1: do. I still love that. <laughs> it's
2: it, it, it it's good until he farts and then he he hates life. So. <laughs> <laughs> <And then laughs> it's kind of exhausting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll send you the picture. Uh, our One of our coworkers, David, was sitting in the next row. He just looked over and it's like, why is there a... Giant dinosaur head over the cubicle wall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so are you guys uh are your kids going to disguise themselves or
1: disguise, you mean dress up in costume?
2: A disguise, yeah, a costume. That's uh his little girl's gonna be the princess from, from Mario.
1: One of them, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Peach. So, you gotta Peach Mars... or Daisy? Rosalina. Rosalina? Yeah, so she's the she came in on Super Mario All star so she wasn't one of the original ones.
2: Yeah, what are you gonna dress up the the little boy as?
1: He's going as Yoshi, so we have the whole Mario theme.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. Sick. I'm lighting a fire in front of the house, little barbecue. You know the one of those uh, fire you know, solo stoves i have a big glass of wine sitting next to me. I'm going to be passing out candy. We'll take that back. I'm not going to pass out candy. I'll let them dig in the bowl themselves. So <laughs> I'll be passed out, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, this year we're going to the new house will actually have power to it. So we could actually leave like a candy bowl out there with a the light on now. Because last year we had no power. It actually looked like a haunted house because it was in a state of reconstruction.
2: No power, and they stole his cameras, too, at the same time. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, a good thing. You upgraded from a tent, right? So at least exactly. not have a home. Exactly, <laughs> from a
1: tent to a shack. That's it. Moving up, baby. What was your guy's most memorable or favorite costume, either one you wore or one that you saw somebody else wear?
2: Most memorable? I don't know if I could say it over here, but I'll say it anyway. Uh, there was a couple that, there was a couple that showed up. <laughs> uh, he was the uh he was the plug and she was a light socket.
1: Oh the socket, so. the socket and the plug one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've the seen plug. the couple's costume. You can yeah. appreciate it when a couple does that, like the bacon yeah. and eggs or there's I think there was one that was avocado toast or avocado, like one was the pit and one was the avocado. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There are some good ones out there uh one year a, f- a couple friends of ours they dressed up as the whole incredible family and i said that's actually really cool yeah that wasn't
1: bad
0: yeah yeah uh myself i remember uh about 10 years ago i my uncle had built a
2: dead mouse that's when he was 10 head. folks 10 years ago when he was <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh <laughs>
0: But yeah, I disguised myself. I I I, I, my, um, I had the dead mouse costume, so that was a really cool thing. In the you know, it would light up and all. So my uncle had built it, and I nice.
1: He wired it up and everything.
0: Everything, yeah, it was pretty cool.
1: The Lego hair didn't catch on fire.
0: No, no, <laughs> Lego hair, <laughs> all good.
1: Good. One year, I dressed up as Jack from Jack in the Box. So I actually made the head out of paper mache, and I wore the suit and. We went to a, a party, and that seemed to be one of the hit costumes. I was actually really proud of that one. That was a pretty cool one that I made. I'll have to post a picture of that on the Instagram account. It was only three
2: years ago, folks. Was, <laughs>
1: that was a while. It was definitely before kids. I think it had yeah. to be at least 10 years ago.
2: Oh, okay. That's a lot of planning to make a head out of paper mache.
1: It is. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. And then it eventually, I kept it for a while, and then it eventually molded because it's paper mache. I had toss it. I guess this question is more for Glenn. Glenn, when your kids were trick or treating, did you have the parent tax that you'd go through it and take what you wanted and teach them how taxes work?
2: That's every year. Yeah. Well, yeah. When the kids were at home, I used to have the kids line up. Like they would be on the you know on the floor and they're divvying up their candy. They're doing their trade. And I would tell the kids, you know, my kids, my friend's kids and, and, you know, nieces and nephews, and I'd have them say, all right, um, you got to take 10 pieces and put them in the middle of the pile. Right. And and they're like, "Okay, great. Why? And I'm like, because that's mine. And they're like, so (laughs) if you don't like that, don't vote don't vote Democratic, right? Vote Republican because you want to keep it to me. <laughs> But it was 10 out of how many? Well, it didn't matter. It was just 10. <laughs> so the little no, kids that... only had 20, so they had to give up half their pile. Some of the bigger kids that's had like a Not a
1: Democratic value. That's a flat tax value. <laughs> yeah, that's a flat tax, <laughs> that's dude. What are talking about?
2: I guess I, I should to have to just said, give me half no matter what, right? So Yeah, a Democrat yeah.
1: policy would be the more you make, the the more you have to you have give. have to give, yeah. Yeah, and then the bottom 50% wouldn't have to give you anything because they don't pay taxes.
2: Yeah, that's right. They don't have to work <laughs> as hard for it either.
0: So, <laughs> Universal candy income.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, last question here. What is your guys' favorite Halloween candy?
0: So I'll, I don't really have a sweet tooth, which Beef is weird. For the best. Now with, Beef jerky. I, I used to chew... <laughs> So I'm vegetarian, and I can't what? chew gum because of the braces. Strike three. You're out of here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's not very inclusive. <laughs> we gave him a oh, hassle
2: for that. That's it. That's the, it. Uh, the, that's the last time we have him on this show, folks. <laughs> you know.
0: Including me because of the age and not my diet. Uh,
2: no, it was because of Windows of Windows machine, your choice of machine, the fact that you don't have you you have a, a headset with a mic instead of a instead of a professional microphone, which you spend in all day long, but it's okay. It's okay. i I'm gonna give you one more chance. We're gonna give you one more <laughs> chance, Victor.
0: <laughs> yeah, but what I will say is I, I loved I used to love chewing gum and then I had to stop because of the braces and my I'm out so I can't do it anymore
1: have you ever but tried those forever. non-stick gums the stick gums non-stick no. there's specific non-stick. gum that's like that says it's non-stick I can't remember what it's called I don't even know if it's still around but when I had braces I was able to chew the non-stick gum okay without it getting yeah. in everything
0: anyway my, my dentist said that it was bad because of the way I was chewing and my jaw and my the bones and everything so I I should stop so I stopped five years ago and that's it you've had
1: braces forever. for five years now
0: no, no, no! It was before the braces. Okay. The
1: chewing gum, I think. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, they, they're taking off the braces once I turn seventeen. So. <laughs>
1: it's two more years then. So two more years. Two more years. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was never much of a chocolate person. I like like the Sour Patch. I like sour candy, so I did like the Sour Patch. I like the Warheads. the those those were okay uh swedish fish actually so they sucked for a really really long time and then they came out with this new and improved swedish fish probably within the last two years or so and they even says it on the package like hey we changed our formula we don't suck anymore so actually after they changed the swedish fish formula yeah it doesn't suck anymore well no,
2: i said i i've always liked candy i don't think there's a lot of candy out there that i don't like We'll take that back. Except orange candy, whatever's orange, I just throw to the side. Um, but yeah, beef jerky. If you give me beef jerky, I'll eat it. Um, I love the, the toothbrushes. Nobody gives out beef jerky. Hey, quiet! Yeah, I'm yeah, trying to get the I'm graphic. trying to get this thing going over here where people give. Beef <laughs> jerky
1: Start a revolution, Glenn.
2: Start a revolution. <laughs> then the the toothbrush. You always have one person in the neighborhood giving toothbrushes away.
1: Yeah, there. that that's good. Yeah, either the toothbrush or the sample size toothpaste, which is probably good to counteract <laughs> all the sugar they're gonna yeah. eat. Yeah. I guess another. Actually, I just thought of another good question. What's the weirdest thing you've gotten in, in a, a trick or treat, Weird. when you were like a drugs. kid, or either when either when you were a kid in Victor's case, or you know your your kids, Glenn.
2: Homemade goodies. Like, like, don't give me homemade goodies. I'm not gonna. Yeah, eat that. I don't know who you are. That's like, an odd one. Yeah, homemade yeah.
1: goodies. Or the other one was like they'd buy a bulk package of M Ms and they'd stick it in. In a bag of like, yeah, oh, you're, you're not eating that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't know how they handled it, who's touched it. It's not sealed. No. Where they stuck it. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. The homemade cookies. That's a weird one. I never got it. Uh, I, I don't know why you would do that. It's probably more expensive. Takes a lot of time, and then you have to make the little packages. And it was it's sad because they're always like super well packaged, and they they look like good cookies, but I
2: I never ate them. I'm gonna ask one more was, based off of this, unless you you want to answer I wanna that go go real Chris? quick.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll go real quick. I've I've gotten so my kids have gotten like protein bars, like Clif bars or like protein bars made specifically for adults. I thought that was a little weird. Get those gains. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've gotten quarters in the the bucket. Like, all right, uh, I'm like I'll, I can I'll appreciate money. Who yeah? yeah who do, who doesn't like money? Um, I, I don't remember if there were any, anything else, but yeah, the. The homemade stuff or the home package stuff. That was a little odd. Do
2: you guys have a teenage routine that you guys would do on Halloween? No?
1: Things that teenage you guys would do for Halloween? I think I think like, I was at the age where I could actually, like, take my cousin's kids out trick-or-treating. So I don't think I got into much mischief. If you're talking about, like, egging a house or TPing somebody, <laughs> no, Glenn, I never did that. <laughs> well, the,
2: like, there's always, you know, these jack-o'-lanterns all over the neighborhood, so we would take them and find the, the hill in the neighborhood and just roll them down, down the street.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Those are I always fun. They like, put fireworks in it or something and <laughs> blow it up.
2: I didn't say I did that. <laughs> I did not say I did that. <laughs> he says nodding.
1: <laughs> well, we continue to get great comments about our dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. This week, our guest Victor is up. All right. I have a good one for you guys. But he's not today. a dad. <laughs> fine, we've had plenty of people on the pod.
2: No, I'm dads messing, like messing with Victor indentures. now. <laughs> Just messing. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Who knows?
1: <laughs> no kids that he knows of. It's a, there you go.
0: There you go. None in Canada. None in yeah. Canada. <laughs> uh, so today, you know... Uh, Chris asked me to join the podcast because apparently Brian had decided to teach you guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one we've had well, in a while. Well, there you well, go. Well. Well, well, well. <laughs> and
1: you made it personal about specifically about the show. Yeah. yeah.
2: Teach is such a loser.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here to defend himself.
0: He almost stayed in Canada, right? He almost overstated his visa. He really hates the U.S.
2: Now. That's what he told me. I don't know. <laughs> he so hates he all that freedom guys. we have here. Yeah, he's in love with Trudeau. He's he's given away his, all his weapons and he's moved on to to Canada. Oh, Canada! He's gonna
1: he's gonna help build that wall because he doesn't want any of those Americans coming up yeah. and joining him in Canada.
2: He loves that maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: he told me he showed up to the gym with a 1776 and you know us flag on his t-shirt <laughs> so
1: yeah that sounds like him all right to wrap things up the mgm hackers use threats of violence to steal corporate credentials secure usb drives are being used to steal data off of air gap networks the iron key has been hacked and happy halloween have a very safe halloween this year that's all i have for this week we hope you enjoyed this week's episode you can find us all linkedin links will be in the description follow us on instagram at pebcac podcast thank you to our listeners and subscribers who rate us five stars the itunes store and spotify and left us a review we appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show the best way to find us is a search for the pebcac podcast on your favorite podcast listening app we my co-host glenn medina and our guest victor deluca thanks for listening see y'all next weekend as always have a nice day
2: bye felicia bye felicia have a nice day